This is iFanboy's special edition, Batman Soul of the Dragon. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. But they fought with expert timing. Hello, welcome to iFanboy's special edition, Batman Soul of the Dragon. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. This is the Animated Brain Trust, Paul Montgomery. Hello. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ryan Haupt now. Hello, hi everybody. And we're here talking about Batman Soul of the Dragon, the latest DC original animated film. Paul, give us the stats. The Big 4-0. This is the 40th film in the DC Universe animated original movies line. So it's almost ready for its midlife crisis. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, existential crisis for the film. So this is uh, Sam Liu, Jeremy Adams was the script writer. So, spoiler warnings, just before we get into it, there'll be spoilers for this film if you haven't seen it. This is a uh, film starring multiple of the DC Kung Fu characters, as this is a 70s Kung Fu tribute. The movie takes place in the 70s. Spoiler warning, everybody was Kung Fu fighting. Everyone was. There was 70s cars, 70s clothes, 70s hair. This is a total 70s tribute to the Bruce Lee Kung Fu films, uh, also the sort of exploitation films. As we meet a bunch of characters who train together, including Batman, was it in? Is was it not? I was gonna say Kunlun, but that's that's where Iron Fist is. The Hindu Kush Nanda. Himalayan region in Nanda Parbat. They all trained as young people, I guess, in the '60s, and then uh, they yeah. have to come back together in the, in the, in the '70s to save their old temple from the ravages of Cobra, not. The G.I. Joe team, but the Cobra la 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 la. Cobra with a K. Cobra with a K created by Jack Kirby with yes. a K. So here's the deal. The deal is I loved this movie. Okay, cool. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I loved almost everything about it. I had a couple of minor quibbles. They're pretty mm-hmm. minor, but overall I thought A, they really brought the animation choreography game to this one. I thought the fight scenes were incredible as they should mm. be with these characters. But B, I really liked that this was a true sort of ensemble and at the head of it was Richard Dragon and Batman was, he's above the title, but he's sort of to the side of the story. He looks silly. In this, cause well, like, so here's my minor quibble. Yeah. So, Bruce Wayne Batman is only Batman twice in the film. Once there's a fight scene, sort of the midway point, and then once at the end. And they have him in the 70s outfit, which I love. The belt with the, like, the vials on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The yellow circle. I don't know what the hell they were thinking with the ears. I don't know what, <laughs> what they were thinking. It was distracting. He had these big sort of curvy ears. That's not how he looked in the 70s. He, he had regular straight ears. I don't know what that was. I thought... It would have been more interesting and powerful if he never put the suit on again after the first fight. If it was just Bruce Wayne the whole time, because it was really it was about Bruce Wayne. Yeah. It was really about Bruce and his friends. It wasn't about him being Batman. They they had him put on the suit at the end for the big finale. But really, I thought it would have been cooler if it had just been him as Bruce with all his friends. Yeah, he almost needed like the the season one Daredevil Netflix Daredevil type outfit. Like he needed, you know, or I guess he, Bruce wears something similar in year one. Uh, like something like right. that, where he's like trying, you know, he's he's dressing up to go out and fight. He's not dressed like Bruce Wayne, right. but he's not yet fully Batman. Yeah, like it's one of those tropes. You're you're going back to settle some old scores yep. and this thing from the past where they lost their their sensei, oh sensei, and we've got characters like Bronze Tiger and Cheshire, but they go by their 
regular names. I don't think they ever did they ever mention Jade being called Cheshire? No. And that I mean they refer to Lady Shiva and and but basically it's it's Ben Turner, not Bronze Tiger. Really. You mentioned Bronze Tiger once. Yeah, well, at the end, it's almost it, but, a joke. Well, no, but they're like not in costume. No, no one's in costume other than Batman. So it's like a it's a bunch of martial artists who look real cool, yeah. and they give Richard Dragon more of a Bruce Lee look. Yeah, he's white in the comics. Is this the only time he's ever appeared to be Asian? I think so. Yeah. I think in the comics, and like I, I know they brought him back a little bit for the the New Fifty Two, and that was a false identity thing, but. Mm-hmm. He was a ginger, Richard Dragon. Yeah, he's he's, a, he's yeah. So he, apparently, it, he like, like apparently according to uh, in the comics, apparently his real name is Richard Drakunowski. Nowski. <laughs> that's kind that's of a very Denny O'Neill thing. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> so yeah, so like everybody looks cool, and then you've got Bruce's, and like Big they ears. knew Bruce before he was Batman. So right. I, I I agree with you. Like it would have been cool if he would have like you know what I don't need the cowl this time. Like, if there was a moment with Alfred, which right. Alfred doesn't appear in this, but if he'd said, like, Alfred, no, I, you don't need to pack the cowl. Like, this is a this is a Bruce mission. And know, what I really and, loved is is this is truly a standalone story. Like, yeah. this is not connected yeah, to any totally other you know, continuity. animated story, yeah. which, which is great, because I, I had a lot more fun with it knowing that it didn't need to plug in anywhere. It was just, let's just do a period piece with Batman and his kung fu buddies. Yeah. There was all kinds of fun little moments. So first, and tributes to that era. So like, Bruce is dating Silver St. Cloud, who was his girlfriend in the comics in the 70s. And she's, you know, it's just, it's not like a big deal, but it's just a nice little reference. And then later at the end, when they when they get to the temple to have the big fights, they fight King Snake, who was a big character for Tim Drake. And then they fight Judo Master, even though they don't call him Judo Master. By the way, King Snake is Bane's father. But all the um, different sort of kung fu people are there. And... The whole opening sequence with Richard Dragon, it, you know, Bond being Bond. just a straight send up of Bond, right? Like, he even, you know, there's yeah. even a lookalike character that Richard Dragon then sort of usurps, and then it complete with like a Bond opening sequence. And I don't know how you guys are when it comes to Bond. I'm, I'm a pretty big Bond fan, I'm a huge Bond admitting fan. that there are many flaws with the, the, the series and the character and all of it, but mm. I'm still a fan. And I'm still, I'm bummed that the, the new movie keeps getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. So to get that itch scratched in a way that I 100% wasn't expecting to get it scratched was, a, to quote Ron Richards, a delight. Well, that was the scene where <laughs> I knew I was in for something fun. When, when he's in that opening sequence and there's a point in the fight where the guy like pulls out a grenade and Richard Dragon just makes this like face, and I laughed, yeah. and I was like, "Ooh, this is like, it's not goofy, but it's having fun with it in a way that these films are usually deadly serious." Right. So once he pulled that face and then like jumped out the window, I was like, "I think I'm gonna like this." I think that tone carried on throughout the film. I love that these guys were all—they're not childhood friends. They all got together when they were young, so they have that connection. But they know? were adults when they met. Yeah, they're young adults now. They're a little bit older, probably in their thirties, right. and. And that, but they have that thing of like college friends getting back together. And so, like, I love the moment when Ben Turner says, They've been calling me um, Bronze Tiger. And they were all like, Oh, that's cool. Like, like, nice. I like it. Like, they were, they were all Mm -hmm. just sort of like along for the ride. And they were all being, they were, I don't, they were all like supportive of each other. But they were all just sort of having fun with each other back, being back together, even if their lives had gone off in different directions. And Lady Shiva had become sort of a crime boss. And I thought it was kind of a stretch that Batman would be cool with it. And like, be cool with her killing people but i just got to sort of get beyond that 
He's like, I just, I just don't go into Chinatown. <laughs> That's kind of just hard. I love that moment. He was like, I haven't worked myself up to it yet. I haven't and, worked up the nerve. Right. Yeah, that was a great moment. Lady, lady and I thought that's going to piss people off, but I really liked it. You know, because like also he, Connor, did you? I mean, uh, you know, it's also canonically Bruce doesn't really drink, but man, does this Bruce Wayne pour a stiff glass of whiskey <laughs> for him and Richard Dragon? I mean, that was practically to the top of the class. Well, you know, they had a lot of they had a lot of old stories to get through. But I I just loved the relationships between the characters. I liked Richard Dragon. I loved Lady Shiva in this. I thought Ben Turner was great. This was just a blast. The O Sensei stuff was great. You know, very classic sort of kung fu. They have movie stuff. They had all the outfits. Richard Dragon's basically wearing Bruce Lee's outfit for the final, uh, iconic right. con- uh, outfit for the final battle. They've been trying a lot of these very different ones. They don't always work, but I thought this one was just so much fun. Yeah. I also, a lot of times in these movies, I find that they'll, you know, there's a lot of always like hand to hand fight scenes, and then they'll usually throw in like one vehicle yeah. based action sequence. And this is, I think, one of the best ones we've seen in a while. Because they usually have to incorporate some CGI into those sequences, yep. I think, just for cost reasons. Um, and I always find the, C- the CGI is still not perfect. It still stands out a little bit against the animation. But just the way it was choreographed and like Shiva noticing the ejector button, just launching herself <laughs> out of the car on purpose. And uh, yeah, I just I had a ton of fun with it. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, really cool. And I mean, uh, unfortunately, it's sort of like, where else are you going to see a, a, a great showcase for these characters? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if we're ever going to see Richard Dragon again. But, you know, who knows? Maybe this is I would totally is, watch is popular. And, yeah, and I would love it. I mean, it's not going to happen just because, well, you never know. I thought that at the end. I was like, man, that'd be great. I'd love the sequel to that. I just thought they were so much fun together. They're so different. You know, these are the, the best hand-to-hand fighters in DC Universe or whatever. I mean, we'll have, we'll have to see how well the Shang-Chi movie does. And then, right. you know, DC has to answer back with some Richard Dragon. I think it'd be really interesting to see, like, the fallout of, you know, Lady Shiva being a crime boss supervillain. Mm-hmm. If you followed this story out, it would eventually have become an issue where they'd have to deal with it. I think that'd be a really interesting story, but I'm just now I'm just writing sequels in my head. Also, this ends in a really cool place. Oh yeah, it does. Like I was sitting there because I was I, I watched this you know digitally and I could see where the what you call it the, the slider on the, the pause screen like yeah. what yeah where it was and it was like progress oh, we, bar we only got a progress bar there you go the little node on the progress bar was like we're getting pretty close to the end here are we gonna defeat everything in hell or. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I was expecting something on the lines of Black Dynamite. It's not mm-hmm. nearly that broad. Mm-hmm. It does have the you know the funky soundtrack and everything, and, and there, there's some fun with that. But they they kind of without being deadly serious, they they play it pretty straight. Like it's it's just a straight up action movie. It's yeah, they, not, they they play it straight while having sort of winking fun at everything. It's not a send up at all. You don't see genre. Nixon coming no, out no, there it's, with it's his not, jowls shaking or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it's not like a send up of the genre tropes, but it is like leaning into them really hard. I think is yeah. in a good way, in a way that is uh, uh, loving of the tropes. Right. Also, I, <laughs> I always laugh when like the LA ness of how LA is as a city bleeds into pop culture in ways that doesn't necessarily make sense. So like that concrete dry riverbed. Yeah. Oh yeah. That just went... Suddenly Gotham city was LA. It was like, Ooh, <laughs> suddenly Gotham yeah. city. Yeah. is not an East coast city, but at the same time, to me, that always harkens back to the Adam West Batman series, which is so right. clearly filmed in Los Angeles. But as a little kid, like I didn't understand that when the Batmobile comes out of like a golden grass-covered hill to drive along a coastal road, that that wasn't some East Coast city because it didn't <laughs> didn't matter either way to me. It was just right. that's where Batman lives, and and now I know that yeah. it's LA, and I find those kind of nods to, to the LA ness of Gotham funny. 
And the thing is, like, as you said earlier, this is not totally on its own continuity. So you can play with those things. Maybe maybe in this world, Gotham City is on the West Coast. And maybe in this, wor- in this world, Bruce does have a Sif whiskey at the end of the day. And maybe in this world, he isn't so black and white about killing. And, you know, I think Batman in any incarnation. But I always probably prefer the less, like, robotic, 100% efficient crime-fighting machine Batman. You know, here he's like... I don't know if I should take on Lady Shiva. I can't. I don't think I can. I, I mm-hmm. can like, eh, maybe, you know, I'm not quite the baddest ass on the planet. I mean, he's arguably the worst fighter of the core group. Yeah, for sure. I don't want to say he's a loser, but like, he gets dumped in the first scene gets, we see him. He know? gets dumped. He gets beat up by Bronze Tiger. Everyone's making fun of his funny outfit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I like that when he first appeared next to Richard Dragon in the in the in the fight ring, and he was like, "What is happening? <laughs> what are you wearing?" Because <laughs> that's what you would do if your college buddy showed up in a costume. You'd be like, um, "Do you want to tell me about this?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we can talk about this later. <laughs> and, and I like that he does like next to nothing to disguise the fact that he's he's Batman. Like, yep, this is happening. Like, he, like <laughs> I know. I want to. I thought Richard was- Dragon figures him out instantly. And- <laughs> I thought there would at least be a nod. Like, I thought Batman would at least express some annoyance when Richard Dragon just casually brings it up with Lady Shiva because it's like they're eventually going to be at odds. <laughs> and then he just gave her a huge advantage, but as not as if she couldn't have figured it out herself, but it was just kind of funny. I love the atmosphere. I love the camaraderie. I love the characters. It's a completely ridiculous plot. You know, Cobra's trying to bring this demon to take over the world, and they have to use the gate at Nanda Parbat and... It's not as insane as Batman Ninja. Was that what that one was called? I don't remember yes. that one. That was that movie is wild. That, <laughs> that movie that has but... <laughs> that movie has like Shinto shrines that turn into mechs and all of Batman's rogues have their own mecha suit and then That's giant right. bats turn into a mech and <laughs> that I movie had blocked was that out. It's a weird movie. This movie has James Hong in it as yep. O-Sensei. Great. Apparently, Michael is it Michael J. White or Michael Jai White? Jai uh, White. Apparently, he also was the live action. Yes. Bronze Tiger in Arrow. I yes, didn't know he that. was. That's, yes, that's he awesome. Was. Yeah. I thought the voice cast was really strong. Mark Dacascos as Richard Dragon. He's my favorite character in John Wick that isn't named John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> I guess John Wick Chapter Three, technically. Yeah, I thought the voice talent on on the whole was very strong throughout this movie, including you know we often. I think our strongest opinions about the voice work in any of these movies tend to fall on the shoulders of Bruce, whoever's doing Bruce Wayne Batman, because like Connor said, you know, there's a tendency, I think, to go a little robotic with it. I think to make Bruce as stoic as Batman. And I don't often think that that's the right choice. Mm -hmm. And I thought David Gentioli uh, did a really nice job. Yeah, I liked it. Guy from uh, Grimm. I don't really know much of his other work, but that's NBC's Grimm show that he was on. Is that the show exploring Grimm's Law, the linguistic <laughs> tendency to valve shift? I think this is a really well done package. I thought, if you're just like in terms of the voice, the animation, the story, the characters, I, I can't remember when I finished one of these and been like, "Well, that was that was just terrific up and down." <laughs> and I want it's more. A weird, weird scene where a hooker gets killed by snakes, and <laughs> it's dark. I was rated R. Yes. Which I didn't expect. I didn't. I don't think I knew that. It's really bloody. There's a lot of swords slashing and stabbing and blood. Shiva just fully like killing people barehanded by shoving her fingers into throats and sides and yeah. Yeah, this was unexpectedly R-rated, but it worked. It, it's it, it's an R-rated movie with 
magical swords yeah. and a, a guy whose appendages turn into snakes. Yeah. But oh, it yeah. was Schlangenfaust. Sometimes it feels like these movies only get, you know, an R rating because they want the characters to swear a bit more. And I always find that a little eye roll yeah. inducing. Whereas this, you know, it because it fits within the world of like, yeah, this is a very violent world and people are making life and death decisions. For whatever reason, it didn't bump on me as much, even though the violence is, is can be a little shocking. And so I think that's something to keep in mind, you know, depending if you're wanting to watch this with your kids or something. But like, yeah, it didn't feel like they were just pushing it just to get the R rating. It felt like it no. was naturalistic to what the story was trying to do. Hmm. And a story where there's a lot of sword play and people getting stabbed and slashed and things. It makes sense. There's going to be blood everywhere. And it's not like people getting punched or zapped with lasers. I liked the um, flashback part. I thought Jade was interesting. I knew that dude was going to be the bad one, Rip. It wasn't even a question. Yeah. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, that guy's a bad guy. <laughs> but he makes good chili, apparently. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have Josh's haircut, but the coloring. So, and I know Josh likes to make a chili. Do we need to be worried? Do we need to? Always, always. Bruce got pretty badly beaten up in that fight. Like, it was pretty brutal. Yeah. I yeah. like that scene a lot, though, when he just ends it with calling him white rice, and then it flashes forward to his dojo, which definitely, like, it, you know, it screamed of um, the wire when the guy opens the boxing gym. And I just, yeah, I love that whole part. Of, I, that was when I was like fully invested in the movie was when it was really flashing back and forth, showing them kind of putting the team together, but also the moments in Nanda Parabat where they were becoming a family. Right. I thought it was really interesting that three of them became basically crime fighters. Like Bronze Tiger, he was his own sort of crime fighter. Richard Dragon becomes basically super spy James Bond type and Bruce becomes Batman. Lady Shiva goes off and becomes... Uh, on the other side of the coin. I think that's a really interesting dichotomy and to look into, should they ever look into it again, which they won't. But what about that group dynamic sent one of them off into villainy? Yeah, I think I think for, for all those folks who enjoy the, you know, the Bronze Age, like Kung Fu stuff and like your DC equivalent of the Society of Serpents. <laughs> right. Like like if you if you like snake themed villains <laughs> this is your film. Right. Why are, always, why are snakes always cast as villainous? Is it a Bible thing? I think yes. it's a biblical thing. Yeah. They're also that scary. That seems, un, seems unfair. No, I believe that's the scary. genesis of that. No, they're not scary. They're pretty scary. Snakes are delightful. They're just little, they're little danger noodles. They're great. Danger noodles. Yeah. Okay. I love snakes. You guys don't like snakes? No. I'm, I, I have a fearful respect of snakes. I mean, you should have a fearful respect of every. I do. I have a fearful respect of pretty much everything these days. Look, I've been bit by an animal within the last week, and the thing that Julie and I like... That's your dog. Me, that doesn't count. No, it wasn't my dog, actually. It was was a, it a snake? We to, it was not a snake. It well, had some fangs. It was a stray cat. But like we, we like to tell people, anything with a mouth can bite you. I have been bit by a snake before. It's happened. Um, it's fine though. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a venomous snake. It was just Did a little... Did you feel little the need snake. to like bring a demon into the world and run to rule over it? <laughs> I mean, not yet, but it could just be a real slow burn. <laughs> I, I thought it was fun that they had these other characters like King Snake that they didn't call out. He didn't look like the comic character. They didn't shoehorn it in. They didn't make it annoying. It was just like, if you know, you know. If not, it's totally fine. Yeah. It's a really well done package. I thought it was really well written. It was very layered. You know, I just knew from get-go, I was like, ooh, this is fun. Ooh, this is a still fun. And then by the end, I was like, I want more of that. And that's, I think, a successful one of these. 
Yeah, it ended on, Paul said earlier, it ended on a really interesting note. And it was the sort of thing where the ending, it it really smacked you right at the end with a a big take ending. It, you know, Paul, it sort of reminded me of a and d campaign in some ways, too, because it's like, all right, we got to get the party together and we got to go through a portal and we got to get on an adventure and like. Sure, yeah. Yeah. You know, everybody is, I mean, this is spoilers, but everybody's sort of mourning O-sensei and I was like. Where's Bruce? What's he up to? And Bruce <laughs> decides it's actually this is actually very similar to the third act, the ending of the the recent Scoob movie. Mm-hmm. The, the, say, the Scooby uh, Doo. It was was a, that the, the Scooby prequel? It's well, it's it. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it starts. It's how Shaggy meets Scooby when they're little, and then it fast forwards and they're older. And is someone trying to bring a demon to that one? Yeah. Really? And there's like a gateway and you wow. have to, someone has to be on the other side of the gateway to close the door. Wow. Really? It's between Shaggy and Scooby. It's like heavy stuff. And Is it Gozer the Gozerian? I don't remember what it was, but the uh, Blue Falcon's in there. That's crazy, really? There's really Dynamite. a gate with, where you got to put a... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, it's shockingly similar. Wow. I thought you were kidding, but you're not. Cerberus was involved. I think it's Hades. I don't know. It's been a long quarantine. Is there anything else? I mean, I had my quibble with with the bat the Batman ears and thinking that it was unnecessary for him to be Batman again. What did you guys have any quibbles, or was it pretty much like? Uh, no, I I don't think I heartily enjoyed it as much as you guys did, but I can't really point to anything that really bothered me about it. I think it's kind of. I I do agree that a lot of the action sequences were pretty well done. Mm-hmm. I thought the animation and, and the style was a little bit like standard Bruce Tim fare. I, I mean, I love Bruce Tim's style, but I don't know that for a feature, I don't know that it looked much better than an episode of like JLU or something like that. But I thought it was really charming and uh, one of the stronger ones mm-hmm. in the past few years. Definitely. It's And I agree, like, it's refreshing that they're, trying new things and getting away from the i mean they're officially away from the new 52 stuff so yes but i enjoyed it ryan any problems not really other than snake slander (laughs) well you know it's it's just your perspective right i mean he he talks about the, the even even though he's the bad guy he still talks about how like snakes have been this really excellently evolved creature for 100 million years and that's not far off the mark paleontologically speaking so i gotta give him credit for that no, I, I had a lot of fun with it. I think the villain was a little thin just because it's the classic, you know, well, I was prophesied to do this thing, so I'm going to go do this thing. I didn't think they needed necessarily the whole backstory with Bronze Tiger finding him as a little kid. To me, that threw off the timeline more than it helped explain things. But those were I, things I barely even bumped on in the moment because I was just having such a good time that I didn't care. Hmm. All right. So let's talk about the next one. Yeah. Oh, boy. So I had the disc. I watched about two minutes of the featurette before. I was like, I don't want to get spoiled. And then they, okay. put the, they put the trailer out. So this time, actually, you guys have seen yep. something. Mm-hmm. Usually, by the time we talk about these, you haven't seen anything from the next one yet. But now you've seen the trailer for Justice Society, World War II, the next film. It looks like, I don't know if you noticed from the trailer, guys, but it looks like it's the same style as the Superman film in terms of everything, the, the heavier black outlines. Man Which I liked. Of, Man of Tomorrow. Yeah. We'll see if I we'll see if I get tired of it. But I, I I do like that style. Visually, the only thing that really bothered me, and it was only like a little bit. It it looks like they they didn't desaturate it, but like everything's just kind of dark. Mm. 
and I can te- you can tell looking at it that it's like to show to delineate that this is the past. Right. Like instead yeah. of doing a sepia tone over the entire movie, they just put like a kind of a dark cast over everything. So the reds and blues, uh, you know, aren't as as super saturated right. as they could be. Particularly like if if you look at this next to the Superman Man of Tomorrow. Right. Which is the same animation style, the, the really thick outlines, sort of cel-shaded kind of look, but it's much brighter in the Superman movie. Here, it's everything's a little bit, it's just kind of like dingy looking. But I, I like the character designs. I like the way they move. There's In that trailer, everybody should check it out, there's some really cool looking action sequences. People compared that Superman one to, to Archer, mm-hmm. and it's it's sort of a similar style, but like, the stuff with like Black Canary at the end of that trailer, yeah, where she's doing her her super streak and moving around like three sixty degrees around awesome. like a yeah. thing like that. It looks really cool, really yeah. dynamic. Paul, I listened uh, to an interview with a uh, a prop designer for movies and television, mm-hmm. and they made this point, and I've I've never heard it articulated before, and now I can never forget it. Whenever I see something that's a period piece or set back in time whenever they have to design like pieces of paper for a historical scene, the -hmm. paper always, they always have to make the paper Brown because old paper is Brown. But they made the point that like, even in the 1600s paper was still white because it was new. They've made it fresh. It's only Brown because it still exists today and it's old, but people won't accept it. (laughs) If it's like the the actual color, it was, you have to make it old, even though it was brand new back in the context of the scene. So yeah, I was what your comment. Yeah. So like to, to our eyes, when we look at it, if we saw something that was bright white, it would, it would just feel anachronistic. It would feel wrong for some reason. And it's not out of any kind of realism. It's just exactly. Yeah. So it looks like this story is about Barry Allen through his usual shenanigans of running too fast, ends up in the past, teams up the Justice Society. This looks like a direct line from the last New 52 one, because at the end of that, everything went to hell, and Barry went running to undo Flashpoint. I could be wrong, but like that happened recently. I mean, I hope not. I hope that this is a clean break from... Well, we do. It, I mean, we do have modern Flash, so... It's it's modern Flash running back, and then he ends up somehow in World War II with the Justice Society. Yeah, we'll find out. So this is basically like, oops, I'm back in time, but I might as well help the Justice Society fight the Nazis. And it's not the full Justice Society team. There's no Green Lantern to be seen in the trailer. But right. You've got a team led by Wonder Woman, which makes sense. It's probably Hippolyta, Wonder Woman. Yeah, Flash, Black Canary, Our Man, and Hawkman. It's a good team. And honestly, you know, when I first heard about this film, I sort of... Did a triple take, like, wait, they're doing a Justice Society movie? Like, really? You know, we're all big Justice Society fans. Paul and I, in particular, are huge Justice wait, Society what? fans. How dare, how dare you, Connor? I, mean, I just yeah. said in particular. I didn't, I didn't want to gauge your level of Justice Society fandom. I know from doing the show with Paul at the time, the Justice Society book were both Justice Society fans. Ryan, I didn't say you weren't a Justice right. Society fan. I've As, read all the, the James Robinson and the Jeff Johns run. As an adult coming back into comics again in in college, that was when Justice Society of America was coming out, the uh, Johns and Eaglesham book, Mm -hmm. the continuation of of the JSA book. And that was like, that was my book. Like every month I was so excited to to pick that up and Alex Ross covers. And so I've always had, as an adult, I've had an affinity for the Justice Society, even over like the Justice League. Sure. 
like JSA is is like my team. And that was a particularly strong run. And uh, I've since, you know, gone back and read other Justice Society stuff. They're having a moment, you know. Yeah, we've seen them in live action and uh, on the the various shows. Stargirl is currently basically a Justice Society show. And they're going to be peering alongside Black Adam in uh, the Rock movie. So they're coming back, which explains why this movie's coming out, I guess. Uh, We we said at the head of the show, this is going to be number 41. Right. So at just some like point, 1941, the year that world war. <laughs> so we're looking forward to that one. Obviously point, they got to, you know, luck of the draw. Well, you know, I mean, maybe so this film comes out, I believe it April is April and May, April and May comes April in digital May and disc. So we'll right. be talking about it in May. Paul will be buying this in disc. Why? Because with, along with justice society, it's the return, <laughs> they're bringing back the showcase shorts so this one will include a commandy, a commandy. Yeah, the the last batch of uh, showcase shorts were great. Saw a bunch of those; those were fun. And so, I love the commandy character too. And uh, just as a as a double feature, that sounds great to me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that up. And I like the trailer a lot. So. And we will probably do what we did last time, which is we'll probably discuss commandy a little bit. But we'll probably is wait for the collection again because they're gonna they're gonna do the same thing. They're gonna put out like a collection featuring a longer anchor story and then the other ones. So we'll probably talk about all these films as they come out and then when they put the collection out, do a show on that as well. It's probably what we'll do. Assuming it's available. And I assume eventually this Batman Soul of the Dragon and the JSA World War Two movie are gonna end up on HBO Max, I guess. You'd hope so. It's weird uh, that they don't they, yeah, Death and the family's up there, right? There. That would be convenient for me. <laughs> it, uh, Can you make some calls, Connor? Please? With DC Universe, they, they went up pretty quickly. But obviously it's different different teams, different people running those things. This film was almost feature-length, by the way. 83 minutes for Soul of the Dragon. Yeah. We're excited for Justice Society. And then after that is Long Halloween, which not as excited, but I'm interested. I don't dislike yeah. Long Halloween. I don't love it as much as other people. I don't dislike it. I, I do like it. My hesitation for Long Halloween is coming from Hush, where another Jeff John story, another Jeff John's mystery story, I think Long right. Halloween is even more of a mystery story, and they made such big changes to the Hush mystery, right. and I don't know, I, I think we were all a little baffled as to why, I don't, and so, I think if they keep the Long Halloween... You mean Jeff Loeb? Jeff Loeb, you mean? Jeff Loeb did both of those. Yes, who did I say? Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns. Oh, sorry, apologies to both. I was very confused. Yeah, but I think if they keep the story a little tighter to what was actually in the comic, I'll be happier with it than I was with Hush. Because I remember really liking Long Halloween. It's, it's going to be interesting like a- to see how they handle that kind of long mystery. Like you just said, like a long mystery that's not so much an action. Like Hush was Jim Lee action, you know, and... yeah. And Long Halloween was... And like then seeing all of the characters. Tim Sale, the big moodiness. And the other question is, uh, I know they've tossed this out the window long ago, but will they try for a moodier Tim Sale more look to it? Probably. I really hope so. Probably not. You're probably right, but I will get such a kick out of it if they do. I remember another Jeff Loeb story, the uh, world when they did Batman Superman World's Finest with the Ed McGinnis yes. yep, style yep, animation. Yep. Like, I really like that. I, I, you know, so I like when they try. Oh, for sure. I hope they do. I just doubt it. But we never know. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. But we'll find out when that happens much later. Oh, that'll probably be later this year. I, I just, you know, 
this was great. Soul of the Dragon was great. I'm looking forward to Justice Society. I'm excited about it. I wouldn't be surprised if that came out around Halloween. Long Halloween. So this could be a good year for DC Universe animated original films. And keep that clip in the bank in case I'm wrong. You can play it back for (laughs) me. So there you go. That's the film. Should we rate it on five five stars? Ratings? Ratings. I'm going to go four and a half. Same. I'll go go four. There you go. That was easy. (laughs) Batman Soul of the Dragon. If you saw it, if you had thoughts, you can go to ifanboy.com. There'll be a post for this show. You can always go there for all of our content, all of our weekly pick of the week show, our talks explodes and books explodes and media explodes, all those explodes that are happening at ifanboy.com. And the Animated Brain Trust, as always, will return in May for Justice Society World War II. And we're very excited. Until then, I am Connor. I'm Paul. I'm Ryan. I'm still waiting on Captain America White. You know that came out, right?